Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Radio. Radio. Mommies of myth and bullshit. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Welcome back to Locadora Radio, a radiophonic novella. This is Diosa. And this is Mala. Thank you for tuning in once again. Yes, we are Las Locatoras of Locatora Radio, archiving the brilliance, legacies, and geniuses of women and femmes of color. And as always, as you know, we record out here in Boyle Heights out of Espacio 1839 at Radio Espacio. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for tuning in once again. Last time on Locatora Radio, we discussed Comadreando as Politic, the homegirl episode. That was Capitulo 43. And then we also released a little bonus, our live recording at La Leaf with the cast and creator of Vida Stars. From the Stars Network. From the Stars Network. So that is now available if you haven't tuned in yet. You, y'all got to catch up. You have to catch up. You have, you have to catch to. up. That's our interview with Tanya Saracho and the, the, the amazing actors and actresses that are on the show. And we co-moderated that with our friends Latinos Who Lunch. Yes. Shout out. So if you could not make it, you have the recording now. You have the audio now to tune into. 
Um, so yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks with for us being today. here with us on Capitolo Cuarenta Cinco. We're barely here. Okay, yes. <laughs> we like have been working per usual, right? As you know. Yes. Um, and you know, last night we were actually at MacArthur Park for um Levitt LA's Colombian Independence Day celebration. It was a lot of fun. It was with La Junta LA. They curated the show, they had vendors. They had um, Afro Caribe, which just debuted. Actually, yesterday was their first performance ever in LA. Was it really? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, then they flew out um, another, group. another group or another musician from Colombia, actually. And he goes by the name of Tucupra. And he was really good. Everything was really amazing. Um, so anyway, we were there last night. And as you know, Levit LA will be having 50 free concerts the rest of the summer. We will be hosting some of them in August. So we will let you know so y'all can come through and we'll hang out with us. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, needless to say, since we were doing that yesterday, and then, of course, we had to go to Gumbiaton afterwards. We had to. We are tired today. We're a little tired. <laughs> we are a little bit tired, but we're here because podcasting never stops. Podcasting is live. Podcasting is live, and we do not stop podcasting for anybody. Podcasteando para siempre. Para siempre. Por vida. Por vida. But we've, we've recorded plenty of, of capítulos severely hungover and dehydrated and right. like maybe even sunburned. I don't know. You know probably, what I mean? You probably, probably. But we survive. Yes. And we thrive. Here we are, though. Here, Here we, are. we are. So other things that have happened, well, things to look forward to. Things to look forward that to. That are coming. Yes. So we actually have a location for our LA meetup that's oh. happening Saturday, August 11th. From 3 to 5 p.m. So exciting. And it's going to be in, at Delicious Pizza. And they have two locations. So the one that we're actually going to be at is the West Adams location. So we will be posting the flyer when it's ready very right. soon. And, yeah, so we'll be there Saturday from 3 to 5 at Delicious Pizza. Um, yeah. Keep so an eye come, out for that. Come hang out with us for our Bring Vietnam party. your poppy hats. Bring your poppy hats. We'll have merch for sale. Yeah. But if you already have your poppy hat, come through, wear it. Let's all be cute Show some pierna. Yes, let's have a pierna party at the pizza parlor. Yes. (laughs) Alliteration, my favorite. We live for alliteration on the podcast. We really do. We really do. (laughs) We really do live for alliteration. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway. Anyways. So another exciting announcement, things that that I want to share. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. So because this is a survivor-centered podcast, so as you you all know, listeners... Um, well, for the past four years, I have been volunteering, well, mostly working and volunteering as a um, rape crisis counselor advocate. So on Wednesday, um, the ESPYs took place. Yes, they did. The ESPYs. And that's like the annual award show that ESPN puts together to like highlight athletics um, across like different types of sports college pros and like you know highlight the year in athletics and new players and all this kind of stuff so one of the awards that they give out at the end of the night is the arthur ash courage award so last year if you remember caitlin jenner was awarded the arthur ash courage award and right yes and there was controversy (laughs) right 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 there was lots of thoughts and feelings about caitlin winning it because how brave really is caitlin right lots of trans women Globally, I think who have been very brave (laughs) and courageous with much having to work with much less than a Caitlyn Jenner. Absolutely. Well, you know, neither this, that, or the other. So that was last year. This year, ESPN turned around, and what they decided to do for the Arthur Ashe Courage Award, ESPN flew out 141 of the athlete survivors 
who were sexually abused by now disgraced, you know, Olympic uh, uh, gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser. So over the course of three decades, 30 years, um, Larry Nasser sexually abused over 300 young athletes. And ESPN flew out 141 of them. And they asked us, um, our crisis counseling team, to be on site at the ESPYs to provide just that crisis counseling support for the survivors. Um, We hung out with them at the after party. We talked to them. We met some of the survivors who, you know, actually like maybe images of them or their their, uh, victim impact statement that they read in court had gone viral or you might have seen them um, online or in the news. So it was really incredible to just share space with them and connect with them. And it was very honored that they wanted to talk to us Mm -hmm. and that they they wanted to share and that they felt comfortable doing so. So thank you, ESPN and the ESPYs. And it was really exciting for me to also be involved um, because I'm no longer working as a rape crisis counselor. I'm transitioning. I'm going to go teach. I'm going to go teach human development, and I think that it's just a really good shift for me. And so this being one of my last major, like, events that I participated in as, like, a full-time crisis counselor, it was really special. So, yeah, bittersweet. I, like, woke up this morning, like, super, like, I felt very light. Yeah. Because I handed over all of my cases yesterday. I, like, closed them out, like, almost 300 cases over the course of the past three years. So, yeah, new chapters. I am like honestly as somebody that loves you I am like very (laughs) excited that you are like moving on to something uh, just as important right human development shaping children's lives essentially is what you will be doing and that they actually become informed individuals you know and deconstructing and learning about rape culture so like your work is obviously going to continue but I'm really excited that you will no longer be on call yes me too thank you I'm so excited (laughs) On-call life is not easy. That 24-7 emergency response, you know, it, it becomes a way of life. And then, like, now I'm like, okay, now I need to adjust to being right. sort of like a normal person again. Right. You know, whatever that means. So, yeah, exciting times. Thank you all for rocking with me through it. Because the podcast has been with me through it. Absolutely. The job for almost, um, you know, two years now. So, yeah. Yes. I'm, like, very happy. Thanks for, sh- happy for you. And, like, thank you for sharing yes, about yes. the SBs the awards that you were at absolutely anytime anytime yes okay so now (laughs) moving on to our next segment we have Oye Locas our favorite come here this is my favorite always 15 seconds of the podcast (laughs) aside from our intro aside from the intro all right okay um, so a few weeks ago, or yeah, two weeks ago, um, we posted on the Instagram the qu- little question feature that they now offer. So we got really great questions, and we wanted to answer them on the podcast because we weren't able to answer them all social media. So this question is, would y'all be open to making an episode centered around motherhood? I'm a loca mom. And which we love. And the listener came up with that uh, herself, the Loka I Mom. love it. Loka Mommy is also very cute. Loka Mommy is really cute. Loka Mommy is super cute. Wow, we should actually start saying that. Right? Oh, my God. The possibilities are endless. Our, our Loka Mores and our Loka Mommies, whatever you prefer. <gasps> I love it. Anyway, Anyways, yes, we would branding. absolutely, definitely uh, would love to, ha- to have an episode centered around motherhood 
and we've talked about it yeah and like mothers like it's a very political role that like mothers have and I think that it would be obviously we are not mothers we are dog Dog mothers mothers. (laughs) we have perrijos yes which I learned the other day which I think is really (laughs) fucking cute perrijos anyway anyway going going back to people that actually parent children um right right I think that yes definitely we would love to have a guest um to have we would love to have a guest on the show to discuss right like the politics of motherhood being being a being a mother um in 2018 like what is it like raising your children yeah. in this world that we live in especially yeah. if you're raising daughters right i know we do have a listener um out in texas that like listens with her 17 year old daughter which i think is amazing she did tell us that she yeah. she let us know which i thought was really cool and exciting yeah so we obviously do have mothers that are listening so yeah i mean let's let's see let's plant that seed and see let's plant that seed the other we we've also talked about doing episodes with our mothers yes we also have we just have not we done just haven't that done yet. it yet our moms my mom is a lot and she, <laughs> we would have to like it could be a really fun episode but we just haven't done it yet. No, we haven't, we haven't done wrangled, it yet. We haven't wrangled no. them yet. <laughs> we, we've talked about it, and about they would it. love it. My mom is a little shy, but your mom will, would thrive. My mom would take over the entire thing. She really would. would. She would start her own podcast within the podcast. Right, right. <laughs> she. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Mirtha will get her own segment. Mir- yeah, my mom's name is Mirtha. Mirtha will get her own segment. Yeah, she will. So thank you for the question. Yes. We're working on it. We're thinking about it. Yes. Okay, next question is, what was the hardest thing about starting the podcast? Not telling anyone about it. Yes. <laughs> Keeping it a secret was really, really difficult. Yeah. Especially because um, at the time, like, the Mommy Collective was really forming. And, like, you know, there's, like, creatives in there as well. So, like, not sharing what we yeah. were doing. And then also, like, us being together a lot right. without, like, the other mommies, right. too. It's like, oh, yeah, we're working on something. Starting to formulate our yeah. own relationship outside yeah. of the group. The group, yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say keeping it a secret. I would also say um, getting, getting like, committed to the consistency yeah. of, like, showing up to do it. Yeah. You know, like, you have to really decide, I'm going to show up constantly to yeah. keep working on this thing. Yeah. Even when we don't know, is anybody even going to like it? Is anybody going to listen? Like, is this going to cost us money? Are we going to, you know, like. Right. What are our incentives to show up? And yeah. We just had to decide to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think having now that, I mean, we've been recording at Espacio for a while, so it gave us that extra incentive because we had an actual recording space as opposed to when we were recording either like at Mala's apartment or when Mi Vida would lend us their space, which was amazing. But that also took a lot of commitment and scheduling from on our end. And set up. And set up. Creating a studio space. Right, in a a boutique or in Mala's kitchen where... If you've been listening for a long time, you remember, <laughs> you remember there was the smoke detector beeping. My smoke detector. And the thing is, we took the smoke detector off, and we like we took out stop. the battery or something, it and it would beeping. not stop. You know what it I mean? So those things beeping. that happen. Yeah, it, it has happens. since stopped beeping, but <laughs> at the time it wouldn't. Right, right. So yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun. It's been fun more than anything. We've been grow. We grow with the podcast. Yeah. I like feel myself like growing all the time. I mean, growing is obviously natural and it's going to happen. It's going to just keep happening. I just like see it happening in the best ways. Hell yeah. And the podcast like 
in my opinion, is obviously getting better because we're, we've learned more and we know what we're doing. And sometimes we're a little loopy when we're tired, but yeah, I mean, for yeah. the most part, like we know what we're doing. Yeah. And I, I think too, like, okay, it's being comfortable, which is having like the small talk and the chit chat. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be every second of its structure. Yes. Yeah. And like, for those that don't know, like we do have a capitulo guide that we make, um, but it's not scripted. Everything is unscripted. We have mm-hmm. like little bullet points of what we want to touch on because we're very forgetful when we like really get into things. Mm-hmm. So we need to like bring it back. Remind us. Yes. Remind ourselves. Remind ourselves. Especially like, if we have important announcements. Yes. But yeah. But yeah. Oh wait, you know what else we did? Upright Citizens Brigade. We talked about that in the last one. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, what else? I feel like other things have occurred. I, oh, yeah, I, I felt that Melissa. way, too. Oh, I went to New Orleans on <gasps> yes, a little vacation. Did. Tell us about your vacay. Yeah. Okay, so my man and I went to New Orleans, and it was so much fun. All we did was drink and eat. Yes. And, like, I will say I'm, like, very, very sad. I actually didn't go to any museums, and I'm, like, <gasps> kind of devastated to even admit that. But What we, did you do? Um, we did like the swamp tour. Yes. What did you think of the swamp? Um, the, the swamp. <laughs> okay. Like well, the swamp? first of all, it was like an hour outside of New Orleans, which is expected, right? But I was like, oh my god, we're like literally in the south. I was like, Fernando, hold my hand. Like, <laughs> like we cannot, we cannot get lost, babe. Hold on to me. <laughs> yes, we cannot get lost out here. Never let go. Right. Yes. Um, that was actually kind of the joke the whole trip. It was like, come here, you're gonna get lost. Like, come here, come here. They get you. Yes. Um. So anyway. I know. Um, yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. But while we were there, actually, so on our way out, this person wasn't on our tour, but they were on another tour. Um, we saw someone with a Confederate flag shirt. Yeah, with his, like, two children and his, like, very white wife, obviously. And I was like, fuck, you're just, like, raising this, these little, like, white supremacists. Like, they're going to grow up and be that's just what, like you. That's what and, they do. And the exa- exactly, right. That's but to see, do. like, somebody, like, actually wearing a Confederate flag shirt. And right. it said, like, still standing. And he had, like, a long ponytail. I Ew. was like, I was like, come no, here, stay, hold me. Stay right <laughs> I was here. like, come here, do not leave. Stay right here. Yes. Um... Yeah, but other than that, I mean, the people were really amazing. Like, we felt really safe. We were, like, living... Or not living. We were staying at an Airbnb. Um, and we were able to take public transport the whole time. And we, like, we like did, like, the New Orleans things, like, that you're supposed to do. Yeah. I was not a fan of Bourbon Street. I know that that's, like, the big party area. It's very crowded and impacted and doesn't smell that good. No. And the bars are not that cute. No, no, and no, no. And the no, people no. are kind of shitty. Exactly. <laughs> yes to so. all of the above. We only went the first night just so I could see it. And... He was like, how is your anxiety? And I was like, we need to leave right now. I cannot do this. Um, But other than that, like, it was so much fun. Definitely, like, a needed little break from, like, routine and work and life. life. So it was nice to just get away for a little bit and definitely want to go back and actually go to museums. Did you eat frog legs? I did not eat frog legs. (gasps) What fried foods did you eat? Like, a lot of fried chicken, a lot of char-grilled oysters. Oh, good. Seafood. Seafood. Good. Yeah, a lot. I think more seafood than anything. Fabulous. And a lot of um, chicken and a lot of French fries and a lot of beer. I'm like, I need to like have vegetables. <laughs> a couple vegetables. <laughs> like, I'm just like trying to like rotate those into my yeah, meals. Yeah, yeah. Some balance. You know, know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, I had so much fried food, like back to back to back. Right. That's you know? what happens when you travel though. Yeah. It's like you're... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you, and then you drink, a, and well, I was drinking a lot as well. So I mean, whatever. I was like, I'm so on vacation. Fun. I can drink. Good. Oh, well, okay. Something that 
Did you go to any strip clubs? I did clubs? not go to any strip clubs. I know I really wanted to, but like honestly, like in true, like in true, like in staying very true to our relationship, we would like get back to our Airbnb at 10 and we'd be like, okay, let's get ready and go back out and we would fall asleep. Right. Like, and right. that is like basically like about us like that's, Aww, that's the brand of our relationship is cute. that we like are like okay let's keep going and then we fall asleep. actually that's true because you f- have fallen asleep on me yes on a number of occasions i'm like mala i fell asleep Shout i just out woke up. Jam. i know Shout out Lala. you know what like i'm actually learning about so my therapist recommended this book called um the highly sensitive person so i'm reading it right now i like to to see if like I identify in this way and what I've learned so far is like people that are highly sensitive when they are out all day they cannot continue Keep like going. they literally Keep need pushing. to go rest and maybe they'll go back out but for the most part they they need to just stay home and rest right like and I'm home now yeah 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 so and that that <laughs> and I that is true for me like if I go back home I'm like okay well this is it like I'm not gonna go back out again even though I try and hype myself up I just am really tired no, that's fair. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I survived this day. I made it back home. I'm not yeah. leaving again. Yes. <laughs> I already risked it once. Yes. I made it back. I know. Let's not play with the devil. I know. Like, I know. Or let's. <laughs> or let's. You know, it just depends on the day. Well, speaking of other fun things, we're going to be after this, yes. after we record, we're heading to the Nalgona Positivity Pride Body Posi pool party oh more alliteration more alliteration <laughs> we love alliteration um, um a lot of the latinx brands love alliteration we love alliteration <laughs> can't lie no can't lie um yes we're gonna be going there after this i'm really excited to like see some of our listeners to see everybody and see people and chill and chill and also eat and drink some more it's, uh, <laughs> it's just you know what that's just what i like to do and i just have to i accept that about myself no absolutely it's the funnest stuff to do right um okay so Next i actually segment. wanted to share so this is kind of like a segment we drop in here and there um just depending depending um, but our segment of weird things white women said to me this week, I wanted to share. Please do share, because this is a doozy. Oh, my God. This is a big one. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I really regret not saying anything. <laughs> so it's, it's still stuck in my head, and mm-hmm. I still, like, keep thinking about it. So I want to put it out into the podcast and let y'all know so that I can just lay it to rest here. Yes, 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 um, yes. Okay, so for, so for my job, um, we my company manages homes for folks um, that have developmental disabilities. So we have about uh, 28 homes, 26, 28 homes. So I'm, I have to buy um, the laundry detergent for all of the homes. So I go to Costco and I buy like 30 like Tide, like really big detergents. And I usually get, people usually make comments like in general, right? Like, oh, you must have like a lot of laundry to do or like, oh, blah, do, you, blah. Do, you, do you own a laundromat? And I'm like, oh, leave me alone. Everybody's I'm just, got something right, to say. Right, right. And just like imagine me in my heels pushing this like <laughs> fucking carrito with all the fucking detergent. Anyway, so anyway, so I go, I'm used to it by now, right? So I go and I pay blah, blah, blah. And there's this older white couple behind me. And I can hear them making comments about all the laundry detergent that I'm buying and I'm still like paying it no attention because I'm like I do not want to engage I don't even want to fake laugh right right, like just do not say anything to me and then I hear the man say to his wife oh she must have a lot of children at home first of all yes bish number one and 
then I, it was just such a like microaggression. Like, why? Because I'm Latina. I must have a lot of kids at home. That's still like, like a predominant like narrative. About yeah, us. yeah, That's and they're sure and they're still out there. Older sure. white men, meaning I mean, old, an older <laughs> white couple, meaning yeah, like all like the stereotypes are I'm sure are still very true to them. Yeah, they're stereotypes, right. right? Anyway, so then I like was and it. it I like it happened so quickly and I was like paying and I was like do I say something and then I didn't and I like really regret not saying anything because it was like such an opportunity for me to be like what do you mean by that right you know what does that mean I don't understand do I explain to me I'm not wearing anything that signifies I am a mother I'm a parent right I don't have like I don't know, like my kid's picture on my na- on my keychain, like the way you just don't look I like don't. a mom. To no, me. I don't. I well, mean, moms look any sorts of ways at all, but you, right. you present as very young and not mother. Right, but I think which is also <laughs> what made it more of the stereotype, right? right? Because it doesn't really matter age, That's true. because Latinas have like are pregnant at a young age. Según this stereotype, right? right, right? right so right. it didn't really matter that I looked young. That's true, and that I wasn't fucking like. You know, and my big wedges and my, like, little perfect, trying to be professional top. Right. You know what I mean? That didn't right. matter how I presented. Exactly. It was just, like, I'm buying all this fucking laundry detergent, so I must have a lot of children at home. So it stayed with me, so I texted my best friends, and I was like, hey, this just happened. Like, am I overreacting? And they were like, no. no. That was, like, so clearly pointed. Right. And when, yes. I, when I told my man about it, too, he was like... <laughs> This is clearly... Because I, I said the same thing, and I was like, am I overreacting? He was like, this is clearly yeah. not... Was not said in a positive way. No. And he is very, like, more of um confrontational, I guess you would say. So he was more like, why didn't you say anything? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know, because I know. Because here's my thing. Because then, yeah. then what? Because then what? And I think that's what I get stuck on. And that's what stops me. I'm like, okay, so I say this, and then what? And, and then how do they respond? Because... They will probably keep talking and keep saying offensive things. And I will continue to get upset. Yeah. And then I'm the hysterical one at the Costco. And then your blood pressure has been affected. Right. This and is you like, don't need that. No. No. I'm like, I literally Health, have healthcare. to go back to work. Healthcare is too expensive. Healthcare is too expensive. To My co-pay is too high. To like with, with racists. <laughs> no. At Costco. Right. Right. And I was, and it was one of those things where I'm like, is this, what am I going to get out of this? You know? And it was also so fast. I was paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time, detergent in the gas tank. <laughs> right. You didn't fuck. hear me. Fuck. Anyways, <laughs> I think we're coming towards um, the end. We do have a guest coming yes, on. We have a guest second coming. Second half. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Podcasteras peligrosas. special guest we're gonna let her introduce herself my name is angel also known as la mujer diosa 
Hey, girl. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. We finally have been able to connect in the flesh. Yeah, like, definitely. Similar to Mala and I, um, I've been following Angel, aka La Mujer Diosa, for a, for a while now, like a few years now. So it's nice to like finally connect and have you on the show. I'm super excited to talk about all the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you. And we've been trying to get you on the show like all summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we're excited to finally, finally be sitting down together and chat and get to know each other. Yes. And even just before we started recording already, getting into mm-hmm. really exciting conversations. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Angel, do you want to tell us, like, just so our listeners can get to know you, maybe like where you're from, what brings you to LA, and like what you're working on right now? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm from the Bay Area, California. Grew up in Redwood City and then later on in adulthood was really based in Oakland. Um, It's really in Oakland that I started a lot of my work um, and my work stemmed from uh, yoga. So I was trained in um, Nairoga Yoga Teacher Institute um, in Berkeley and I started doing exclusive QTPOC only yoga classes in Oakland back in I believe it was 2015. Um, and from there, I spent like about a year just doing that. And um, after that, I moved up to Portland to keep doing some work. And up there um, is when I started doing a lot more sex work and um, stripping in particular, um, but also uh, got into some queer porn, which I was really excited about and like really wanted to do for a long time. And um, that's kind of where it was for a while up in Portland and now that I'm here in LA I just really wanted to reach a bigger audience I was looking for more people like me and I don't know if anyone knows but Portland is very very white so um, it was really hard for me to find community out there that really wanted the the resources and and everything that I was offering so um, I kind of figured I wanted to go back to California and the bay didn't seem feasible so I came down to LA I had enough people down here telling me like we want your stuff down here so come through and so I've been um, stripping out here making porn out here um, and yoga classes are still happening and they're cutie pock only still so you do a lot yeah you do yeah. a whole yeah, lot. I do a lot you do a lot and so um it's interesting because I feel like you are super intentional with the work that you do and even just hearing you talk about it before we started recording and like the thought that you put into it and how the erotic is power seems to be like central yes across the different like mediums mm-hmm. do you want to talk a little bit more about like sex is magic erotic is power yeah so I think a lot of us um in general uh who aren't cis male Um, are often demonized for our erotic power or um, just not allowed to have it. We're not allowed to express our eroticness in any sort of capacity without being demonized for it, villainized for it, or um, allowed to have it at all. Um, And even when we are allowed to have it, it's put in these various, like, really intense categories that a lot of us don't fit into. We're not all whores. We're not all virgins. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of us are somewhere in between. And... um, what my work is really about is empowering all of us to like take our own erotic selves and create that for ourselves not let the patriarchy really like allow us to deem what we want as desirable and for us to be able to like categorize ourselves where we want to be desirable or how we want to be seen and feminists also like with us feminists is very central to the podcast and just who we are, Daily lives, identities, all of that. 
so for you, like feminist femininity, like what does that mean in terms of the eroticist power? Because I think like we can also talk about like our as femmes like claiming that power mm-hmm. or strength, you know, claiming sexuality and autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think femmes are already really eroticized, you know. I think mm. in general, like Femmes are often put in this um, category of providing sexual labor for the various people that we're intimate with. Mm-hmm. And even the people that we're not intimate with, you know, femmes are often put in that category to be nurturing, to be sexual, to be sexual how other people want to be sexual, to be passive, to be submissive. And my work has really centered around empowering femmes to take what's theirs and to um claim themselves however they need to claim themselves Mm -hmm. and um like their eroticness being out of something that they want to do and not other people yeah I like that really resonates with me and I've talked about this before on the podcast but kind of like for me the identity of like the OSFM for me that came out of um, sexual violence, right? And actually like reclaiming my body. And that's like where the, the like persona of the Osa was born, right? Because I started identifying or really coming into my own feminist and seeing like, well, my body actually does exist for my own pleasure. And just mm-hmm. because I have experienced violence against me um, doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to feel pleasure again or anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, for me, um, that is like where the feminists and we're like, understanding like the goddess within me right and we've talked about that in various episodes um so yeah exactly like I think like you're exa- I agree 100% with what you're saying about claiming your body and reclaiming it and really like setting the terms to, like for what you want and what you need and letting that be okay I also like okay I think it's so interesting this idea that So fams are expected to perform this sexual labor, but also to be passive and submissive at the same time. And how so often, like, that's such a requirement is to do two opposites at at once and embody these dichotomies that don't make any sense. They don't make any sense. How am I supposed to please you, but also be passive? Well, I think it also has to do with, like, how each person affects the dynamic, you know? Right. Every femme has their own kind of energy about them. And when you go into a space, like... Some people will assume things about you because of, because of your feminist right. or, um, you know, like pronouns, for example, mm-hmm. you know, every femme supposedly like is probably going to be called she a lot of the time, uh-huh. you know, but me, not all femmes are she, right. yes. you know, some people go by they and there's exactly. a lot of assumptions about femmes in general. So I really think it has to do with like whoever, whoever you meet, it's, it's whoever right. is bringing those assumptions to you. And it does depend on who it is as mm-hmm. to whether you're going to embody that thing that they want or yeah. not. Right. Also, just uh, as a reminder, femme is a queer identity. Yes. Just want to continue to put that out there. Yeah. Femme is for queers. Yeah. I I, I see it. And it's such a weird, at least for me, like it's a weird um, dialogue and conversation to have. Um, And I don't want to sidetrack too much, but I do want to put this out there. Like it is a femme erasure, right? To assume that maybe femme presenting folks aren't queer. So it's, like, a really, for me, like, a really hard dialogue to have because I'm, like, well, how do I know that this person isn't queer, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, so I'm just going to put it out there that femme is a queer identity. Mm-hmm. Yes. FYI. I appreciate that. Ongoing, ongoing conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. So, oh, yeah, okay. Something we also like to talk about is femme armor. Yes. Yes. So femme armor is so many things, right? Like, it could be our clothes. It could be our makeup. Mm-hmm. It could be the way that we talk. Um, but I also want to 
kind of empower people to think of femme armor as as like building their bodies, like allowing your body to be strong and healthy um, to whatever capacity you have, uh-huh. um, and that being armor as well. Um, right. Having your self-defense like ready to go in case you need it because this world is not made for femmes this world Mm -hmm. is not going to protect femmes a lot of the time we protect our own so um i i a lot of my work surrounds like really building people in their own strengths like knowing what it is that you're strong in and like making sure that you like arm yourself in the world that way yeah, absolutely. And so you use um, your yoga training and your pole dancing as, like, weaponry in that way to, like, you know, have your armor, like you're saying. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about the pole dancing that you teach and the yoga classes that you teach and, like, how that informs the rest of your work? And pole yeah. dancing is not easy. I it's took not- one class one class one time, and I was like, well, I can't, this is really hard. Right? I, yeah. did, I took a few classes one time, but it was, like, post, like, I had a trainer, so I still had, like, my upper body strength, so I was, like, doing it okay, but now, like, I can't imagine, like, Very going hard. back to it. Very yeah. hard. Pole dance is hard. I started with yoga. <clears throat> I think for most things, um, I recommend to start with yoga always because, like, it's a nice base. It's, like, a nice place to kind of come into your body and um, see your body as medicine and kind of take in what medicine your body has. Um, after that... Um, Pole dancing is a whole other story. Like, it's it really depends on what you make it. For me, I've always done uh, a lot of one-on-ones in mm-hmm. small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer it that way. I like to do things outside of studios just because studios don't always have accessibility for folks. Um, or there's a lot of white people and people don't feel comfortable. There's a lot yes. of, like, thin people and they don't feel comfortable. There's, there's just this element of um, otherness that's always put on to a lot of different bodies when it comes to pole studios. So I've really tried to make my work more um, accessible by just staying out of those places. Okay. Yeah. Um, out here in L.A., I'm actually um, teaching in uh, Long Beach. Okay, cool. Yeah. Out at uh, Flora y Tierra, which is um, Mama Maíz's little project. So... Uh, she's the one who started me out with yoga classes out here. And, nice. and hopefully, probably by, I'll say August, is when we're going to get started with the pole dancing classes. So if people are interested in learning more about your pole dancing class offerings, <laughs> where can they find the info? How can they hit you <laughs> up? Like, how can they, they look into the information? Okay, well, um, I have a couple of different places you could go. Um Mainly, it's like my email. Just email me, mujerdiosa at gmail.com. That's like the best way to get in contact with me if you want to do private lessons. And that's what's successful right now is private lessons. Later on, if they're looking for like more class offerings, I'm going to be doing those on my um, Instagram, which is Diosa Sagrada. Um, and that's always, that's, that's more of like my crochet stuff, but I do like every so often put my offerings on there, like cool. my class offerings. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where to go for that. Great. That's Good. amazing. I think Mala and I are going to have to schedule. Yes, I think so. I think so. I've been I like, so. I'm like seeing it already. Yes. And I love yeah, it. no, totally. I would yeah. love to. I would love to. Yes. Okay, fabulous. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, something else that I think is really important to talk about and that we've talked about before is like femmes 
And money. Yes. yes. Femmes and money. Give us all um, of your wealth. Give us all your money. Give, give us, us all your, your resources. So give us your benefits. Like, <laughs> what is it? Put me in your wealth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Make it official. There's, I think, a lot of different ways that different people, different femmes, um, figure out, you know, how to tap into that. Right. And redistribute wealth or make sure they're getting paid, what have you. That financial security in a capitalist society, you have to have money. Yes. You have to. Yeah. Yes. So, like, tell us, like, your thoughts around that and maybe how you go about that redistribution. Okay, well, um, I think a lot of sex workers are, like, redistributors of wealth. Um, I think that's in general. Um, I know a lot of queer femme sex workers. I think the majority of my community is queer sex workers who are femme. Um, and all of these people are organizers. All of these people are, like, really important members of their communities. And they're always supporting various causes. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, like, homelessness or uh, mental illness and various other things that, you know, we go through as a community. Um, and, like, I don't know. Money, money is this, like, really interesting thing. It's, like, real and not real at, at the, the same, same time. time you yes. know, it's, like, something that you can, like bring into your life by like thinking about it but it's also like a thing that you have to create action to get um and with sex work I mean honestly sex work has been my saving grace like if it wasn't for sex work I wouldn't have been able to move out here if it wasn't for sex work I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do um and pole dancing um is really closely tied to sex work you know like a lot of people will try and separate those two things, but they're, they're, they can't be separated. Like, people who are going into pole dancing studios want to look like strippers. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's their goal. Mm-hmm. And, like, to demonize strippers while looking like a stripper just makes you look really silly. Right. You know? Um, and these people who are getting money, we're not just getting money to, like, supply our lives with all these, like, really decadent stuff. Like, I can tell you right now, I'm, I'm still broke, like, but I'm giving back to my community as much as possible whenever I've got the money. If someone needs it, it's theirs, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm able to get big chunks of money at a time. Mm-hmm. I, I feel responsible to, like, give that money back whenever I can. Sure. Yeah. Right, right. I was reading, there was some study that was done, and um, I don't know, there was a conversation going on about how, like, the wealthiest people tend to be like sociopaths, mm-hmm. right? And how to really like gain that, yes, to how to really gain that sort of wealth, you have to be okay with exploiting other people and with not sharing your money. And how like a lot of people of color, most people of color who are even, you know, maybe with with uh, steady incomes or making good money, we don't hold on to our money because we can't because we also don't want to because we're supporting our families or our communities, Mm -hmm. people around us. So the money doesn't stay with us. And I think it's just so interesting how, like, this is us, these economies that we create, like, Mm -hmm. internally, Mm -hmm. you know, to stay afloat. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that in our last episode, our Comadre episode, about how, like, when women especially have money and, like, their homegirl needs it, like... We will give them the money. Yes, right? yeah, share money. No hesitation. Yeah, right, it's right. like it's like you need a hundred dollars. Of course, I'm going to give you this hundred dollars. Yeah, right. Like, I've, I've totally right. like taken a whole shift at work just to be able to support someone, like to be able to give them like at least three hundred dollars because they need right. it. You know, like there's definitely been a lot of um, giving back as much as possible, and I and I think it just has to do with privilege too. It's like when you have certain privileges, I think it's 
necessary and responsible to be giving back. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Whew. Yeah, also just like take Big men's combos. money. Just take I mean, you know. <laughs> just also I, men don't do a lot with it to be honest. Just take their money. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. So the other topic that we like can still talk about is this idea of the brave space mm-hmm. versus a safe space. So can we talk more about what is the difference? What are the similarities? Like how does one go about yes. setting up one versus the other? That's a that's a yeah, that's a great topic. Okay, I did not come up with this term. This is a term that, like, I feel like I learned in Seattle. Because um, I've heard this term, too, like, yeah. here in, like, nonprofit stuff. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, so for me, creating brave space um, means being vulnerable to, yeah, just, just being, you're letting yourself be more vulnerable than you would. I think creating safe space is it's relative creating safe space safe space for who you know and and also like what does that mean safety because everyone's safety is different and saying safe space like maybe it's safe for you and you've created this space to be safe for you but anyone who enters might not feel that same way Mm -hmm. so it's I think it's harder to create a safe space than it is to create a brave space a brave space being something that's like similar something that's going to be welcoming and um open-minded and and of course like relatively safe sure um but I don't think that any of us are able to really create safe space for other people it's really up to ourselves to create that safe space for ourselves to go into any space Mm. um and I think in general shifting this idea to going into more brave spaces versus safe spaces it's like we're we need to we need to have more stuff in our lives that we allow other people to be vulnerable with and we sure. have to be vulnerable ourselves to be able to like right. get to those spaces yeah i the think mu- the mutual sorry the mutual vulnerability and exchange of energy i think is really important absolutely yeah i love i'm just looking at the notes and about creating consent and validating fem rage in terms of brave spaces and that also makes me think of like so a brave space maybe could be a place where we are not afraid to exercise necessarily that fem rage or like self defense mm-hmm. or like check somebody yeah. or like speak plainly and bluntly and like firmly, mm-hmm. you know, when we're uncomfortable or when we're tr- being treated badly. Because I think sometimes what ends up happening is like you look at people who are like Mactivists or fucking machistas or like Meninists and taking these ideas of like trauma informed language or like safety and flipping it so you can't be angry. Right. You can't get angry. Right. You can't expect express anger. You can't cuss like some fucker out for, you know, violating you in some ways, right? So like I think that I like that possibility, that opening. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's something that we need to have space for. I think we need to be able to create space that allows for anger to be valid because femmes have a ton of anger. Yes, yes. so much anger. We have been, like, taken advantage (laughs) of so much. Like, I think there's so much time, money, and labor that we've put into various communities, various people, mask people. I'm, like getting, I'm just, like, getting mad all over again. I'm, like, thinking <laughs> about this. Lord, yeah. it's so true. There's so oh. much that's owed, yes. you know? Oh there's God. so much that's owed, and, and the validation of our rage sometimes, that's all you need to start feeling better to be right. able to, like, move forward <laughs> to the next steps, because at that point, when you're able to validate your rage, you're able to even just find out what it is you're mad about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yesterday, I was, like, talking about, uh, like, problems I had with a program I was a part of. Right. Issues I had with a program I was a part of, and it had everything to do with, like, exploitation of, like, 
are like labor, labor. Like Latinas, right? And I'm telling this story, and I, like, crushed my cup, and I didn't realize it until I yes. was done talking, and I was yes. like, look at my fucking cup. This is what this, how this makes me feel. The rage. The rage. Yeah, I rage. mean, it's like we're, yeah. we're put into this society that is told, has told us, has scammed us to believe that, like, we can't be without a masculine counterpart, and that, that too. this masculine mm-hmm. counterpart mm-hmm. is going to provide and give you this great life and and you're going to be like reciprocating all the time but the reality is is that a lot of the time it's a really unbalanced it's a scam yeah, yeah it's a really it unbalanced a thing and it right. really is like you need to be intentional with how you operate with femmes because like if you don't you could be taking their time their and their energy and that's money and we only have so yes. much left to give not right. everybody's gotten a limitless amount no. like we're to like give back yeah. to ourselves to put into our creative projects to put into our work our, our families our like our friends yeah exactly. emotional capacity is totally a real thing yes it is yeah and and femmes are not a limitless resource no, no. and no. i'm i constantly like feeling tired after <laughs> i like engage when i put all that when i put that energetic that energy out there and it's not evenly redistributed or given back to me I like exhausted of course right and not just in relationships but just in general like work or family or whatever that looks like yeah I'm thinking I I started to get upset thinking about this one time this ex um we like had broken up already and he texted me like oh you know I I really I miss you and I, I miss like hearing like your ideas about my work oh my god and I'm like, so you need, you need, so what I'm hearing is you needed me to tell you what to do with your work. So you don't miss me. You miss the labor that I was giving validation. into your work and the ideas that I was bringing for you. You yeah, know what I mean? And that's a common story for and I, and, yes. I, and I literally was like, um, s- no. No. Like, you don't uh, miss me? No. No, 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 no. Just. Yeah. Bye. Oh, Bye. Yeah. Right. 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 So then, thinking, of, I'm thinking about again, like revisiting the idea of brave space and allowing for femme rage. Absolutely, because then, like, we do express our rage, and then we're like crazy, or we're you know villainized, Lopez, demonized, yeah. and all of these things. And it's like, well, you made me fucking mad, and like, I have my fucking breaking point. You the know, crazy making. The crazy the making. Crazy it's making. all crazy making. The gaslighting. But. All that being said, All that being said. <laughs> you know, we are coming towards the end of our time, the end of this interview. So we just want to make sure we plug everything, 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 all your businesses, your projects, classes, where can people find you, follow and support? Okay. Um, if you are interested in my queer porn, sex work related type of stuff, my Instagram is mommy period um, harpy. So that one, that one's brand new. Hopefully I don't get shut down because, you know, Instagram is shutting down all sex worker right. accounts. So, you know, try and support as much as you can through that. Um, but my work is on there. Um, and then I have a couple of, like, films coming out. Crash Pad series is coming out with another um, video of mine soon. And then um, highcreatives.com is also has another video, another porn thing. So that's for that type of stuff. Now for pole dancing, yoga, crochet, a lot of the other more, like, vanilla civilian that's what we call you guys um, <laughs> yeah uh for all that kind of stuff diosa sagrada on instagram is where you can get me um that one i'm hoping won't ever get shut down i don't see why it would but right, you know, crochet yeah it's crochet mostly there there's a little plug-in every so often whenever i all have an offering for a class mm-hmm. i'll post that up um and then of course um 
Flora y Tierra. You can find my stuff there too. Uh, but that's that's about it. Okay, great. I love it. Thank you so much for chatting with us, meeting with us, coming on here, sharing yeah, your thoughts and you ideas. So You're, You're so brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> You're so brilliant. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Come back anytime. Yeah, we'd love to have. I'm you. here in we'll LA, so you know, invite me out to drinks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we are down. down. We are down. We are down. So, as you know, you can keep up with Locatora Radio all over the internet. We're on Instagram at Locatora underscore Radio. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can tune in on SoundCloud, Audio Boom. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes, and if you feel like so inclined, so moved to do so, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're close to 200, so help us get there. And yeah, we're really excited for all of our events coming up in August, and we have our meetup August 11th. Flyer will be coming soon. Yes, so look out for that. Come out, come party with us. All right, so thank you again for tuning in to another capítulo of Locatora Radio. We will catch you next time. Besitos. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 enespañolcom Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.